Crown's getting a split. Maisie in front of the 100. Crown goes up the inside and Crown takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crown draws clean out from Maisie. It's a Queensland victory. Crown beat Maisie. Ladies and gentlemen, punters of all ages, welcome back to the Quaddy Potty. My name is Mitchell Cashmore, always joined by Nick Holland. How are you, mate? Good, mate. I'm pretty pretty ready for some chat here. I've got a lot of things on my mind from last week, a lot of things to bring up. I'm going to get straight into it. Espiona. What did you say last week about Espiona? I, I, I will confirm was not my tip. But Jesus Christ, mate. You spoke way too soon. What do you, what do you have to say? I don't think I've ever been more frustrated at a race course, more frustrated than Giga Kick when uh, Espiona, the horse that I've talked shit about for about six months, uh, got up in a group one at odds two. My girlfriend let me know about it. She tipped it. Uh, you let me know on the podcast last week that it wasn't the write-off that I thought it was. How um, could you call that a write-off? How? Oh, you're She's done nothing. She's impossible idiot. to catch. The, the uncatchable horse. Uncatchable horse. She's done nothing since that Melbourne Cup Day run two years ago. Comes out and blitzes it in Melbourne. And so I think, okay, maybe she can go just the Melbourne way. Comes back to Sydney, then all of a sudden gets up on a group one. Bullshit. Bullshit. You just don't get it, mate. Seriously. I didn't look. I didn't tip it. I'm not going to sit here and point fingers because I didn't put it as my bet. You you insisted we put it in the quaddy though. I did. And that's why. Because it deserved to be in there. We also didn't win the quaddy, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, because I've got something to talk about why we didn't win the quaddy either. Yeah, go on. Safius. What the hell? Yeah. That, oh, that Espiona into the Waterford stitch up. Most frustrated I've ever been Honestly. on a race course. Honestly, Waterford's race to win there slips out of the barrier, which was almost, you know, threw the ticket down then. But then against the racing pattern, after getting all that way back, goes wide Absolutely looms up to Hammers win Hammers by a mile. He's, he's going to do it. The leader, who is a backmarker, by the way, never led in his life, but that was just Nash Warwiller, you know, having some initiative and going to the front. Great ride from Nash. Shocking for punters because he's a backmarker. You map that horse 50 times, 49 times he's going to come from the back, decides to lead, and at the 200 mark, he looks like he's dying. Waterford looms up like he's going to win it by three lengths. All of a sudden, he gets a second win. What have they been feeding him? And he ends up, you know, getting there. Waterford comes up short again. We look silly because both our best bets lose. So, Espiona into the Waterford stitch-up. Not a very happy man on Saturday. Oh, can't believe it. Not happy. But, look, at least I didn't write Espiona off. Well, well, well. Um, I just think it's Mickey D. He is in the best form. You did say that. You did say that. Mickey D is the Group 1 king at the moment. Genuinely, he's sixth this season alone. That's crazy. And we've still got, you know, a bunch to come this autumn and then a couple in Queensland before we uh, before we uh, get to spring and the new season comes. I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, punters, but I read a stat on the weekend um, as Nick playing with the lights starts to distract me. I read a stat on the weekend. I think he's one of very few jockeys to have won three straight group ones because he um, won, I can't even remember which one it was, but then he won the um, Australian Guineas and then came down to Sydney, up to Sydney and won the um, Kuma. I can't remember which one it was that he won before that, but he is flying. He yeah. is absolutely flying. He's got a magical touch at the moment. 100%, even though you just had a little bit of a little dribble there, got a bit off track, yeah. seriously. But um, in secret, yeah. Um, come on. on. Jeez. Loses the jockey and still absolutely pisses in. It was immoral. It was uh, always going to win. Look, to be honest, I saw a couple of people comment on the video I put up of your tip and they're like, ha, what's this guy talking about? He's only, he's only tipping it off the weights. And this is why we always say, why weights are so important. I was on Private Eye, who again, loomed up like he was going to smash it in, as he's done before on the Flemington Straight. But then, who cruises past him with seven kilos less on the back or five kilos or whatever, big weight swing? In secret. He absolutely, it. absolutely got just bogged down on the end with the weight. I reckon if he carries two, three kilos less, he absolutely smashes it in. But in secret, ridden to perfection by the uh, replacement jockey, Dean Holland. Yep. And... Gee, she is a special filly. I was wrong 
with the uh, – well, no, I wasn't wrong. I said she's not a 1,400, which was – I was right on that. Get her back to the 1,200. I just thought, you know, Private Eye was going to beat her last week. But she could be one of the next best sprinters in Australia, I reckon. Yeah, she's up there. Definitely definitely one of my better tips of the of the weekend. Pretty happy with that. Group 1 to tip it, so it always feels pretty good. So. Yeah, and you've pulled away in the tip-off now. We were very neck and neck e- in the going, but um, today you can come back. There's a lot of group ones oh yeah. to tip, so who knows what's going to happen after this week. So. Six feature races to tip, um, but when it comes to in secret, of course, we mentioned there is a replacement jockey. Why was there a replacement jockey? Jamie Carr and Craig Williams had a shocking fall as well. I actually missed it. I heard about it, on. but I missed it. Uh, a lot of people missed it because it was one of the falls that didn't really happen on camera. Um, Jamie Carr's mount went down, and then all of a sudden was gone. Didn't happen in the straight. Didn't happen going around a bend like they often do. Happened in the back straight as the camera was always moving on. People were aware that there was a fall, but you know, no one really knew what was going on. Everyone was on social media asking what's happening. Are they okay? Have the horses got up? Have the jockeys got up? But um, yeah, real scary. Craig Williams, he's walked away with a broken collarbone. He reckons he'll only be out for three to four weeks because he says that you know, footy players come back that soon. There's no reason why I can't. Jamie Carr, geez, that was real scary. Rushed to hospital, in and out of consciousness, you know, sedated. Turns out just a really bad concussion, but it could have gone so much worse, eh? 100%, and it's scary how dangerous the sport can be, but that's the risk they take, and yeah, it is what it is. That's why I asked. The question's come up since, because there's been, in the last month alone, a couple of big falls at major meetings. Uh, earlier on in the year, or just before Christmas, whenever it was the Perth Cup, Massive fall in the Perth Cup as well. Um, do we race too tight in Australia? As you look to other countries, especially in Europe, very, very open. You know, you'll see the winning margins are like 13 lengths, and that's not to say that they absolutely smash them. That's just because it's easier to do so when they all race length apart and then they all take off down the straight. And if you've already got a massive lead, you just kick on and you extend it out even more. Whereas in Australia, also bunched. Especially going around that turn That's why so many falls tend to happen Do you think we race too tight in Australia Or that's just the nature of the game Well it's the nature of the game Because the the science behind it Is you've got the slipstreams That the horses go through That make them quicker You've got the ground Is obviously the best type of ground They've got to run on The other ground hasn't been Like for whatever reason You've seen it in other races Other horses go down the outside Because it's better track But most of the time they hug the bend and it's a bunch because it's the best part of track on the on the course. Yeah, usually, you know, the, the rail's the fastest way home. 100%. And it's the shortest way home, whatever it is. Do we race too tight? I don't think so. I think that jockeys are a bit more aggressive than they have been in past years, I do believe. I reckon. They take more risks. Yes, I do think that because I think there's a lot of fear going out of it, which is scary because it's, it's a tough game. Like, yeah. It's um, But no, I don't think we race too tight. I think it's probably the tempo of the way it needs to be done. Otherwise, you're not going to win if you're not going to race that way. I just think it reminds us all that these are. Like, it's like when um, everyone used to say that F1 drivers are not athletes. They just drive a car. You know, these Bullshit. aren't just people that just ride a horse. They are pure athletes that get in tip-top condition and they're putting their lives on the line every time they go around, whether it's in a benchmark 50 at bloody Grafton on a Monday afternoon or it's the Melbourne Cup. You know, Flemington, biggest stage of them all. You know, so it just reminds us that you need to respect jockeys because it's not an easy job and it's a very dangerous gig. So hopefully Craig Williams and Jamie Carr are back in the saddle uh, sometime soon. But of course, as we'll touch on later, I'm Thunderstruck, needed to find a new jockey, has. But we'll touch on that during the All-Star Mile chat later. And um, finally, just one podcast, uh, sorry, not podcast, one listener question for the podcast, of course, if you want to shout it on the podcast uh, just hit us up on Instagram or any of our socials and we're happy to answer it. Uh, Lucky Howard asks, do you think this would be the best weekend of racing year-round just because of how stacked it is? Nah, not year-round. Definitely in autumn, no doubt about it. But I think the Cox Plate Day is just unmatched, in my opinion. I think that's the best racing day of the year. I think Melbourne Cup is overrated. The big dance it's is just, up there now. It's just the cup. It's just the cup. Nothing like The big the dance won't be as good, but Cox Plate Day is pretty good for me. I would say not the biggest day of racing, I'd say top three, but I would say biggest day of sport because you've got five group ones, you've got the All-Star Mile, you've got three games of NRL and you've got round one of AFL kicking off. And that tends to be how it happens most years, especially it's happening this year again, that you've got 
the NRL early on in the season. You've got the AFL kicking off at the exact same time. It's definitely the biggest weekend of sport with all of the sporting going on, racing, footy. It's great. But I um, wouldn't say it's the biggest weekend in racing just yet. There's still, um, I reckon, you know, Cox Plate Day. I'd say Everest Day now, probably yeah, up there. As be. sad as it would be for racing purists, I would say that Everest Weekend would probably be more of a buzz than Golden Slipper, which I'm not too much of a fan of, but it's uh, definitely one hell of a weekend. As you'll see, we've got plenty to discuss, so let's get into it, mate. 100%. So just before we get into it, obviously Dabble, our big bookie that we support and they support us. Um, we now hit 17,000 followers on yep, that app. 17,000 followers. It's awesome to see. So any bets we mention in the podcast, just go onto the app, fill on our account, press the button, put your stake on, simple as that. Yeah, you're one click away. You just hit that copy bet button. Every single bet goes into the slip. We make the multis. You don't have to go find every 10 legs. You just put it straight in. Going to be very useful coming up with footy season. AFL, we are, you know, AFL purists. We like to pride ourselves. We say we're horse racing and AFL um, uh, not experts, specialists on the uh, the platform. We're one of the more followed AFL tips is on Dabble, so make sure to get on there. Nick's going to be putting plenty of bets up this year. You'll hear me, a lot more about that. I'm going to be putting plenty of bets up. And you don't need to go Stay find away. all the legs. Just copy bet. Stay away from Cashy's bets. Oh, jeez. I couldn't pick my nose at the moment, but um, I'm bouncing back this week as we get into it, mate. All right, track report for Rose Hill as we head into Golden Slipper Day. Uh Correct me if I'm wrong, it's probably going to be the first dry slipper we've had in a while. It's been yep. pretty wet the last few years. But uh, El Nina's finally gone away. Um, so we've got five massive Group 1s on the card. Apart from the midway, every single race is either Group 1 or listed race quality above. Uh, no benchmarks to be seen, which is great. Um, track's currently soft six because of the downpour we've had the last couple of days, but it is supposed to be 30 degrees for the rest of the week. Pretty sure Saturday's going to hit a top of 36. So we'll be starting on a good four. Uh, if not, I think we'll probably end up being a good three at some point in the day like we saw last Saturday. Rail goes out two metres for the entire circuit, so I'm expecting it to be hard and fast. Very hard to make up ground unless you were getting a suck run, but, you know, there are some back markers that will be talented enough to get there, but you don't want to be uh, giving them too big of a start. I think you need to be within six lengths of the finish going around that bend to really have a good chance of winning. Uh, race one, 1,500 metres to kick it off with that midway, like I mentioned. It's very open, very winnable one. No one really sticks out. That's why I'm going to go with Dill Gibbons. He's going to pick up where he left off last weekend when he took out the last of the day. Wealth of knowledge should jump clean, get forward, sit right on the pace. Bottom weight should hopefully fly late. $9 to win at $2.90 a place. A wealth of knowledge for me to kick off slipper day. Very, very nice, mate. Um, I really like this favourite, and it's going to be my tip here. $3.90. Don't like tipping the favourite unless it's my horse in the midway. But um, straight acer, um, three starts on a good track, one win, and the second place there as well. So it's looking pretty nice for me. $3.90 for the win in the first. Fair enough, mate. Head over to the second. You've got the Manion Cup at the 2,400 metres. Keeping all those pretty simple punters because we've got a lot to dive into with the group ones. But I'm going to go with Sir Lucan here. One first up at Ramwick at the 2,000 metres. Hits the extra 400 metres and looks really well. Um, also ran the Melbourne Cup in 2021. Yep, very elegant Melbourne Cup. Yep, um, and paying $4 for this one, I really, really like it. So it's going to be my tip. Second up, $4 for the second race at Rose Hill. Yes, yeah, Sir Lucan for me as well. I was really tossing up between that and Glory Days. I'm a big fan of the way Glory Days goes about it. Uh, Mickey D goes on board there as well, so I'm very, very wary of it. But Sir Lucan... Just excellent first up off a really long break, like you mentioned. Excellent training performance to get it fit enough to do what it did first up off almost a year-and-a-half break. Uh, absolutely dictated the way they ran the race. Went forward, led the whole way, and I think with a very leader-centric day, uh, could do the exact same thing. Um, $4 to win, Sir Lucan for me in the second. As we move to the third, 1,900-metre mark, uh, Carolina Fire is probably going to drift over from that car park draw if he wants to set the pace, which I feel he do will do. Uh, Jim Martini and Queenmaker will probably sit just off them. Uh, follow them around here. I reckon uh, for Lassifier, we'll probably give them a bit of a start and try and round them all up. I don't think uh, she'll be able to do it. So I'm going to go with Pink Ivory. Absolutely loves this distance, especially at this track. We'll need to put in a strong one, like I said, to get the job done from the back. I don't think Lassifier can, but I do think Pink Ivory can. So watch her dive late and nab them right at the end, as she's done multiple times at this track. $4.60. She was great first up. 
Now we get to this second up run. I think she gets even fitter for it. So four dollars sixty is a price. I'm definitely all over for Pink Ivory in the third. I'm going Sandstock here. Seventh barrier, nine dollars fifty. Two wins on the trot. Going for three in a row here for the hat trick. Um, one at Warwick Farm at the fourteen hundred, and also at Kensington at the fourteen hundred. Before that, um, looked pretty good on the good track as well. So looking pretty nice in the third. Fair enough, mate. Uh, skip the fourth. Go straight into the fifth. For Rose Hill? Yep. So 1,200 metres here. Um, I want to double spec a couple ones at odds because I'm not really convinced with the favourite here. Um, you've got Midnight in Tokyo. If you're a long-time listener to this podcast, I'm a big fan of the way she goes about it. Casey Fogson horses typically do fire for second up. Um, never seen good decks, though. That's probably going to be the interesting thing. She could absolutely come out and bomb on the good deck because she has been a swimmer in the past. But at $34, I feel like she's over. She could um, hopefully grab a t- spot at the top of the midfield and fly late. Last start, she tried to do the exact that, but it was just stuck in traffic. So if she gets clear to the line, I think she can motor at big odds. The other one I want to spec is Cinderella Days at $9 to win, $3 each way. Um, best form lines in the country going around, you'd think. You know, the, her last two starts, she's raced against the likes of Revolutionary Miss, who came out and uh, won at Flemington last week. Wolverine, who came second in the Canberra Guineas. She's a belter, who came third in the uh, Coolmore last week and is lining up in the All-Star Mile. Sunshine in Paris, who won the surround stakes. Zoo Gotcha, who came second and then absolutely smashed it in last week. And, of course, In Secret. We all know how good In Secret was last week. So, um, you know, that's really, really good form to have. And she will give her a best shot by being the leader of the race. So I think $9 is definitely overs for Cinderella Days. So I just, I'm just i going all value in the fifth there. So Midnight in Tokyo and Cinderella Days for me. Um, Opal Ridge is something I really want to mention in this race. I think the 16th barrier will not help. Um, if that barrier gets a better pick, then Opal Ridge would have been my tip for this one. Um, I'd like the each way play if you want to go there, punters. It's a great horse and it got scratched from Flemington for a reason. Um, so it's probably a good chance here at Rose Hill, 13-390. But I'm going to go with Dashing Legend here. Stay with it. One for me last last start. Going for three in a row again here. $5 and $2 for a place. If Dollar knows how to rise this horse, it's going to be nice. Fair enough, mate. Uh, six, seven, eight, nine. That's all tip-off. So finish it off with the 10th, mate. Here we go to the last. Um, the birthday card stakes at the 1,200 metres. Zapata is your $5 favourite um, after a very luckless first start. Down in um, Sandown, um, you've got a couple of different horses that you can look at. Written Beauty, someone that I've looked at recently. I had fourth place last start when I tipped it. Um, just didn't really get there, and I wasn't too happy with it. But I'm going to go with Sky Command here. I'm um, going to forgive its last start, seventh in the same race at um, Randwick. But won the start before that, um, beating Waihaha Falls. So $9.50 and $3.10 for Sky Command can be a price that I'm willing to have for this one. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Um, I'm going to be on hypothetical Tyler Schiller to finish off the day with a win from that 11th barrier. Um, was super first up at Kensington and looked like he had some scope for improvement. So up in distance is a big tick, I think. Uh, should put himself on the speed. And if Schiller's quite proactive, he can certainly kick away and get the job done to finish off with a win at $8 to win, $2.80 to place each way for me in the last. Very nice, mate. All right, mate. It's tip-off time. Good. As we charge into this tip-off, as we mentioned earlier, you've taken a firm lead now within secret. You got lucky as well because of no Jamie Carr drifted like two and a half bucks, so you got a few extra points there. But you know, it's tip winners, mate. Don't get excuses. Tip winners. Still a few weeks to come, and we've got a few big weeks to come. This is where it starts to pick up. You know, six races here. We'll have even more come championships time to finish off the autumn. But our six big feature races. And we start with the only one that's not a Group 1, but, you know, it's a very good field in its own right. The All-Star Mile down at Mooney Valley. Your favourite is Alligator Blood. And you've got, you know, a mostly All-Star field for this one. A couple of interesting choices in there, but I'll go through it. I'm Thunderstruck, Alligator Blood, Cascadian, Mr. Brightside, Sosie Bond. Don't know why he's there. Law of Indices, Aegon, Alan Clare, the Inevitable, my Oberon, Gentleman Roy, Pounding, Nugget, Keats, She's a Belter, and The Fortune Teller. So, mate, before we get in this tip, I just want to ask you, do you like the concept of the All-Star Mile? you think it works? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think the hype is not as big as it was last year. You take Zaki out of this race, um, just doesn't look the same, does it? No, I, 
I liked the concept of, you know, the fans voting in which horses, but then when half of the field that they vote in doesn't even go there, it makes it a bit pointless, doesn't it? Like last, last year was just stupid. You had people saying, yeah, get Animo there, get Very Elegant there. They were never going there. Like, and so they're part of the top 10. They're given a spot in the field, but then they just scratch. Like it happened this year with a few of them. Uh, Tuvalu got injured, so it doesn't really count him. But like, I wish I win. They said from the start of the autumn, was never going, and I think he was, like, the top voted behind Alligator Blood. Strange. Sosie Bond gets into this race, which I think is really funny. He was, I think, the 19th emergency. 18 horses before him got offered the slot, and they all said no. So Sosie Bond gets it as the 19th emergency in order, which means he was about the 40th in the order of entry, and he gets a start. So I just think it's a weird concept. I think they need to rework it, do you reckon? Yeah, it's got to be got to be a bit more organised. 100%. Like, and the Sydney horses are notorious for not really liking it. Waller, I don't think, typically ever sends horses there. He just wants to keep away from it. He, he's not enthused by it. So, you know, Fangirl was offered the spot and he said, not a chance. I'd rather win a Group 1 than win the All-Star Mile, which is fair enough. But um, as you look at the field, there's still a lot of good winning chances. But do you think it's a one-horse race? Do you think it's Alligator Bloods to lose? I don't know. I feel like Alligator Blood's a very hit and miss horse. And through the spring, I got in a really good rhythm of finding which race it was going to hit and which race it didn't. I think I tipped it at nine, ten dollars once when Zaki was in the race, yeah. on Thunderstruck was in the race, and then the next week it raced at favourite, and then I picked Zaki. So I got in a good rhythm of knowing where it is, and I'm steering away from Alligator Blood personally in this race really yeah it's going to be tough for me because i did tip it first up and we both did because it was going to win um interesting just want to bring up we did an interview timmy clark earlier yes he did say he was going to try and make his way down for the all-star mile did you not uh well he said he wanted to but of course the conflict with the golden sipper was always going to happen and yep. he's picked golden sipper which to me is no surprise because of the fact that his close affiliation with gay Wardhouse, they were always going to try and book him early and he's one of the better two-year-old jockeys in the country but um yeah didn't make it down for the all-star i think he he would be the jockey of choice when they go europe if they do go europe um because he knows the horse better than blake shin but blake gave him a peach of a ride first up as well so disappointing that tim's not on board but i don't think shin's no knock he definitely knows how to ride the horse yeah i don't disagree there but um we'll go through um who i think so alligator blood will be up there for sure but i think i'm going for it I'm thunderstruck. Bounces back. Bounces back. 1,600 metres. Peaking for this one. Third up. Hits the third up real well usually. 1,600 metre is um, is his distance. Don't think anything further than 1,600 metre. I think you can talk about it, but I think 1,400 metres was never the go. I think this is what they were peaking for. This is what they were looking for. I don't think he had two bad runs, 1,400 metres. I was disappointed. But 1,600 metres is something that I can really look at. I think at the, the 2,000 metres looked all right, almost won the Cox Plate. So, but 1,600 metres is where it starts to get interesting and I'm going to take on Thunderstruck here at $6 and $2.20. And I do think he'll drift late. In price? Yep. Yeah, so you reckon he'll get up to... I think Brightside will come in to $5. Yep. And I think Cascadian will come in a little bit. Um, and I... Th- I'm um, Thunderstruck will jump at around $8, $9. I think Alan Quare is going to have a lot of betting coming for it when the internationals get a hold of it because he's got the big international form. Aussies don't really know who it is. But once betting day comes and, you know, the ones who do know who that horse is start to put some money into it, I think it'll come because it's definitely not a horse that is out of it. No. Typically races on the speed, and that's where you want to be at Mooney Valley. At $19 overs, I put it out on my punt to the future at $16 a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to be on Alligator Blood because I think from... I just wanted to see Alligator Blood draw a barrier. And from the seventh, I think, yeah, should be able to drift across, get a strong enough lead or at least be sitting right behind whoever does lead and then run past them, come the straight. Um, Loves this distance. Really does love this distance. Um, Really fires second up as well. Five starts, three wins, one second. Um, You know, Gay Waterhouse... Loves this horse. I think, you know, it's she's so happy that he got banned from Queensland and had to be moved down to New South Wales and, you know, join her stable because she's in love with him. She talks him up so much. 
Uh, I don't think it's his race to lose, but he's definitely the most informed and best horse in the race, so I've got to be with him. I'd like to see him potentially drift to $3 instead of coming in to $2.50, but who knows what the market's going to do come betting day, like you said. Uh, I will also mention, despite the uh, sad circumstances, I think Jamie Carr getting off I'm Thunderstruck's a good thing. I agree. I think Daniel Moore coming onto it was a big thing for me. I think he's a decent jockey. It's definitely no Jamie Carr, but I think Jamie Carr's last two runs um, on I'm Thunderstruck were pretty disappointing. So... Like I said, the 1,600 metres looks well and Daniel Moore coming on is probably a positive for me. As bad as it, as weird as it seems with Jamie Carr coming off, I think they need something new. 100%. It's unfortunate that um, Mark Zara is uh, in Sydney because I feel like they would have booked Zara for it and he would have definitely been the perfect choice. But like you said, Daniel Moore, good jockeys in own right. Getting Jamie Carr off who hasn't really fired with the horse the last couple of starts. Prep, yep. I think can only be a positive. So I'm going to be with Alligator Blood there as we move back to Sydney. We've got much, much more to discuss. Uh, so let's start with Sydney race four at Rose Hill. Uh, the Rose Hill Guineas, of course, last year won by Animo. Yes, big race this one. Um, I really like it. It's pretty, it's pretty tough one. You've got Elliptical, Lindemann, and Pericles is my top three chances in this race. No Manzois? No Manzois? Uh, can't, can't entertain Manzois. I'm going to go with the favourite. I'm going to keep it pretty simple. Um, Pericles looks nice. Yeah? Looks pretty nice. Got anything to say other than it looks nice? Yeah. 1,800 metres last... Start at the 1,400 metres, getting some getting some fitness up to the 1,800 metres. Look really impressive. Two, Smashing. One by, yeah, three lengths and look like it could have run on with it. So... I'm liking the 2,000 metres to this horse. J-Mac on board is always a positive as well. Um, $2.80, I'll take it right on the nose. It'll be one of my plays of the day for sure. Yeah, Godolphin's flying. They are grand final um, trainers for a reason. James Carming's smashing it. He is winning that many uh, group and feature races lately for horses 100%. that he's specifically targeted for it. Like, you know, in secret last week. Now, that she might race again this prep, but that was her grand final. She peaked for it excellently. Animo, he's going to be ready for the Queen Elizabeth, but he, uh, you know, is stomping on everyone in his way. Uh, Barber and Cylinder, they're going to be fit and firing, ready to go for the uh, Golden Slipper, and so is Pericles here, so big, big danger. But I'm going to go with Lindemann. I think Lindemann at each way odds is definitely something I want to entertain. I think if it's, you know, not winning, should be placing, I think. I think Nash can be really proactive here, really take it to the front, and if they switch off even a second behind them... He's going to do just what he did with uh, Cepheus last week. He's just going to kick away and um, probably, you know, turn the head over the shoulder and say, where you're gone. You know, started first up, 1,200 metres, of course. Nothing was ever going to happen. Way short of its best distance. Up to the 1,400s, won really well at Rose Hill. Then stepped up to the mile and was really good late. Second behind Communist in that Randwick Guineas, you know. Ran better than the aft cabins and the matcha lattes. Looked really good. Screamed back me next start and that's what I'll be doing uh, three starts on the good deck. One once, came second once, and then unplaced in the other one. I think $6.50 to win, $2 each way on Lindemann for me in the race of guineas. Very nice. We go to the Rambit Stakes in race six at the 2,000 metres. you got your Melbourne Cup winner, Gold Trip, as your favourite, $4. As you should be. Mawanga at $4.20 there as well. you got Dubai Honour at $4.40. Raise You at 19 Banker's Choice at 51 El Bodigon, the bod, a at bod. $19. Montefilia with our boy Dill Gibbons on at $8. And Hinged with J-Mac on at $4.60. Who you got more? Dill Gibbons, Groot Wunsch. Nah, not this week. Not this week. He's going to win one eventually. That was and, so cringe. Oh, sorry. But um, it's just because I got bullied a lot for saying Dill was going to win last week. He was on a red-hot chance. Ruthless Dame just got two right in the... Uh, Run. Montefilia, though, red-hot chance here. Just because I'm not with it, I'd be having it in your exotics. I think, I think this is one of the tougher races of the day, to be honest. Yeah, anything could come out and win this, honestly. I, literally anything could win, and I would go, yeah, no, not surprised. Mont loves this distance. Beat very elegant over this distance, I think, this time last year. Um, you know, can go in the dry. So, Dill, definitely a good chance to win the Group 1 today, and I'll be stoked for him if he does. I'm just not with him. Uh, I'm with Dubai Honor, the international raider. Um, I'll make a comparison here. Uh, it's no Adib, but it's kind of like Adib versus Very Elegant. Dubai Honor was set to show down with uh, Animo here, and then they were going to both go to the uh, Queen Elizabeth, and the showdown was going to happen again, as VE and the big A used to do. But 
Animo's run off. So Adib doesn't have to beat his very elegant now. I think so at $4.40, I got him at $8 as soon as it was announced. Animo got pulled out because I knew he was going to shorten. Um, I think he is the biggest danger to Gold Trip, who is absolutely flying in regards to his first up run. And that was only at 1,800 metres. Gets an extra 200 metres now. Talented, talented horse. Won the Melbourne Cup for a reason. But yeah, I reckon, you know, the international raider gets it done here in the round. But Dubai honour for me. Give me hinged. I didn't mind the run last week in the group one. $4.60 here. J-Mac comes back on. Great horse. Um, still, still got good fitness. Um, yeah, last week's run, I'll definitely forgive it. Just didn't get in the tempo of the race and just didn't look in the right spot, to be honest. But yeah, fair enough. It is what it is. So I, I would say too far for it. But now that I've said that, it'll probably win by three lengths, knowing me. Yep. But uh, we move to race seven. Here's the George Ryder stakes. Need we say more? Is it the one horse race, or do you think can Animo can be beat? I don't know. Um, getting getting some really bad vibes from this race. This is giving me last start in the um, last start in the spring carnival prep vibes. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty tough. I don't know. Artorias. If I'll tell you now, if Zach Purton was riding Artorias, I'd be taking Artorias. Real. Yeah. Jeez, big call. They used to do battles two-year-olds and three-year-olds, and they're they're back now. It's going to be a very good race down the straight, especially if Artorias gets clear. And puts in that lunge as he did last start. Gee, it's going to be very interesting. I reckon this isn't as close as it seems. I mean, uh, isn't as one side as it seems. I think there's a lot of horses that can go out and win. Golden Mile, I haven't written off yet. Haven't written off Golden Mile? I haven't written off Golden Mile. You think Golden Mile could beat an Animo? Yes, I do think. Hugh Bowman on board is a real big positive for me, honestly. Some big calls here, and I know some people won't be happy with it. I'm going with something different here. We're going to have to change the quaddy. Fangirl. I was about to ask, what about Fangirl? I'm going to go with Fangirl here. $9.50 into $2.30. Stupid price. There is something yelling in my ear, and it is one of my good mates' dads I play cricket with. Rove is yelling in my ears, saying, Fangirl, Fangirl, Fangirl. And we're playing our grand final this weekend. Shout out to the boys. Good luck to us. But um, I hate you, Harris Park. Fangirl seems to be the one that's going to win for me, and it's going to. If this wins on Saturday, this is how I know we're going to win our grand final. If it also loses, we're still going to win our grand final. But seriously, Fangirl, it wasn't that far behind Animo last start. No, it never is. One one length for nine dollars fifty. I oh think it's God. a stupid price. Two dollars thirty to place. I, I would say Fangirl to place one of the bets of the day at two dollars thirty. Come on. Yeah. Well, that's a better. You'd get more... Oh, no, you don't. You'd almost get more tipping that and getting it to place than Animo at odds. Yeah, genuinely. So, I don't know. Play how you want to play, punters. If you want to play your sixty at the nose and be ballsy, by all means. But Fangirl's my choice for the race. And, yeah, I don't care what you say. Fair enough, mate. I think Fangirl's a massive danger. I think she finishes second again. Because I'm on Animo. I think Animo just wins. But I think my one of my plays of the day, I'll be going heavy on the exactor Animo standout win. Fangirl comes second. For, like, I think Fangirl would have absolutely uh, taken the PI double five here if Animo wasn't here. But I just think Animo, too good. Animo gets the win here and Fangirl runs second. That's your exactor. Like I said, $2.30. It's one of the bets of the day. No, I, I'll be very shocked if she's finishing out of the placings. Fair enough. Go to the slip. Nah, let's save that for the end. Let's go to the Galaxy. Last year, of course, won by Shelby 66. Uh, No uh, rags to witches story here. You got Eduardo, the old boy, nine years old. Absolutely pipped on the post last start. Uh, But he's carrying 59 kilos from the widest barrier. My goodness gracious. It'd be massive if he wins. Uncommon James is your favourite in the Congo. Zoo style, rocketing by Asfura, Remark, Maria Mia, Shades of Rose, Generation, and Matt, Key Largo, and Cannonball. Round out the field, mate. Who have you got and why? Give me a remark. Fourth place last start. Give it a forgive here. Passive aggressive wins. Have my eye on it in the back of my head. Something was yelling at me when I was recording the podcast, but I didn't, didn't listen to it. So it is what it is. But I'm going to go with Remark here. Third up should be peaking seven dollars, two dollars fifty. Come on, give me a remark on a silver platter. Drops 
seven and a half ki- seven kilos, not seven and a half. Dropped seven kilos. Come on. Spanked them first up. Of course, that was against nobodies, though. Uh, came second up. I came. That's for sure. <laughs> second up. Just didn't really get the run of the race. He's screaming for 1,200 now. Loves this track. Loves a good deck. He's a different horse now that he's been gelded. He'll give himself all the chance. He'll sit right behind the leaders. He'll absolutely truck in the run. And with 51.5 kilos, I just reckon he runs over the top of them. $7 to win, $2.50 to place. I'm all over a mark, just like you are. Fucking oath. This is a great bet. All right, we head over to the Golden Slipper, race number eight. You've got Little Bros at $10. You've got Barbara at $18, who could have been a lot less if it didn't have that nice place start over in the Blue Diamond. Arkansas Kid $41. Don Corleone or whatever. Corleone. Corleone at $10. Cylinder, your favourite at $4. Shout out to Terry Horner. Red Resistance at $11. Shinzo at $16. King Gambit at $9. Emperor of Japan, the stinker at $81. What happened to that guy? Learning to Fly at $7. Platinum Jubilee, you sexy, sexy horse at $17. Blanc to Blanc at $27. Exploring at $17. Oh, $67. Lazago at $31, Steel City at 16 Fasile at 35 and Militarize at 101 to 1. Wow. My goodness. What Lots to unpack here. Um, yes. Uh, let, me, let me give you some statistics. Oh, here we go. For your punters. Uh, some, Dribble for me. Some, some slipper fun facts. Put your phone down. Listen to me. Have some respect. Sorry, I'm just answering, answering some big messages down here. Okay. Behind the scenes messages. Super facts. The most successful barrier with nine wins is barrier one. Shinzo gets it this year. Uh, the least successful barrier with no wins in history is barrier 13. <sighs> what did you think? Barrier 12. Ah, nah. Barrier 13. Close. Arkansas Kid gets it this year. Last year's winning barrier was Fireburn from barrier one. That's, of course, Shinzo again. The longest sequence for a previous winning barrier. Barrier nine. Uh, Sweet Embrace won in 1967. So it's been about... Almost 55, 56 years. Oh, is that good? Yeah, 55 years. That's hot. Since uh, that barrier has won. Um, exploring has that barrier this year. Barriers 11, 12, 14, and 16 have produced six of the last 10 Golden Slipper winners. Barrier 11, Platinum Jubilee. Barrier 12, Blank de Blanc. Barrier 14, Facile. And Barrier 16, Red Resistance. Come on, you good thing. 32 of the latest 34 winners, including the last 13 have won at least two races prior to starting in the Golden Sipper. So these that are coming in with only the one win, beware. Uh, just four of those have been unbeaten. So learning to fly, looking to make some history, becoming the fifth in the last 35 years. Uh, and 14 of the last 15 Golden Sipper winners have won or run second in their final lead-up race, and there's Plenty of chances that that fits the mould in. 100%. So lots to unpack, mate. Like you said, who do you want to discuss first? Let's just go through the field a bit here. We'll do a little bit of pretenders contenders, but we won't get the absolute shitters in it. Let's be honest, all right? Little bros, what are you thinking? I, I, I've got no chance here. Um, no chance? I don't think no chance. Two-year-olds are a bit, a bit tough, but it's not where my money's going to be. Got anything to say about this race? Uh you have to be a very good horse to go blue diamond, golden slipper double. 100. Only reason I say this horse has any chance, Mickey D. The hot, the hot hand, he could easily come out and you know beat him, and it's just because it's Mickey D. I don't think Little Bros is that caliber of a horse. It's just the jockey for me with Little Bros. It's the only reason he's in it to win it, in my opinion. Barber, <laughs> interesting one. Overs for sure. Should be a twelve dollar price, maybe ten dollars. Um, Definitely can respect the play on it, for sure, and definitely won't be my biggest surprise of the race if it wins. 100%. Like we said, they're a grand final camp. Godolphin know how to get them up and about for the final race. He's done nothing wrong in his career except for that ninth in the Blue Diamond. He absolutely loves Rose Hill. He was faultless at this track in the uh, spring. So $18, I think, is a big overreaction from the market. 100%. We'll skip Arkansas Kid, let's be honest, unless you want to talk about it. No. Uh, Never won from that barrier, so... I don't think it's starting this year. Don Corleone? Can entertain it. Oh, 100% can entertain it. It's going to be in the quadia. Uh, was super first up on debut. Then failed to fire, coming fourth when he was like $1.30 or $1.50. Um, then went to the Blue Diamond and absolutely bounced back. Jumped out of his skin. 
you'd think with a clearer run, he potentially wins. And same thing here. I think if he gets a clear run to the line, he can explode here. $10 to win. I could definitely respect you for having a plan. It won't have my money, but wouldn't shock. Yeah. Well, we're getting the cylinder here. Great, great horse. Genuinely the horse to beat for a reason. Uh, you know, the favourite for a reason. Uh, it's beaten Red Resistance before, which is, you know, good form to happen. It's people beaten calling that a, People were calling that the favourite coming into it. The slipper if it won. Red so, resistance. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. So, and it's now jumping at $11. So, cylinders definitely one that you've got to have a look at. I tipped it last start, even though the price wasn't too big. I think it was at $3 or something like that. A win to win. Yeah, cylinders definitely going to be the one that's going to be up there. Um, it lost to Little Bros. So, that's and a blue diamond winner. Yeah, and that's pretty good form to go off. But um, start before that. Fire Lane, great horse as well. Decent horse. Um, yeah, definitely contender. Um, Entertain it for sure. Yeah, but you'd be silly to write that horse off. Yeah, include it in the quality for sure. Include it in your exotics. Got to. It's the favourite, and I think it'll stay favourite. I can't see anything coming into favourite on the day. just depends what price you'll get it at. You might get it at as big as $4.50 because it's such an open race, but I don't think it'll ever get knocked off the top of the market. We move to Red Resistance, who very interestingly, with Steel City, they're the speed that gets injected into this race. They've both drawn the car park, so they're going to have to use a bit of petrol and it gives opportunities to the likes of Cylinder, to the likes of Learning to Fly and Platinum Jubilee to kick up and trap them wide. It's very interesting. So are you wary of red resistance from that barrier or do you think it comes around and gets it? I think it's tough. I think it's not going to be the way that they wanted to play out the the race. But with it was going forward no matter what. Oh, 100%. Were. It was going to try and lead. It's yeah. going to try and lead the whole way, but I think it's going to use too much petrol getting to the front and yep. it's going to be chased down at the end. I think it'll be fourth or fifth. But I think it's going to get chased down at the end. And if it wins, by all means, I'll bite my tongue. But, um, yeah, I think it's going to be too much for it. Shinzo? I don't think I can entertain it. I, I, think, there's better ho- I think there's better horses in the race to go after. If you're going for the weak backup horse, go for Steel City. That her, 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 sorry, her race rated way better than Shinzo time-wise and just the way it was run. Um, you know, if it wins again, like you said, by all means, I'll happily say that I was wrong, but I don't think Shinzo will be winning. I'll be, ha- I'll happily say Shinzo is the Cornwall horse to be riding off. Yeah, King's Gambit here. I don't know why it starts a better price than um, Red Resistance, in my opinion. Although it does get the um, the better barrier better draw, barrier. it's probably helped it a little bit. Um, Nine dollars. I can definitely entertain this horse. I think it's a good horse, and it's definitely got a chance. Um, what about you, mate? Well, this was the horse that everyone was saying was a golden slipper moral. Your dad texted me after he debuted and went, you know, lock it in now. I've just seen the, uh, I've just seen the golden slipper winner, and that was about five months ago now. And he's hasn't really run up to scratch in the autumn, but you know, Snowden, just like you know the Cummings camp, they're a grand final camp. They know how to get him peaking. The trial looked amazing visually. The time wise, it didn't really stack up, but. I think it can definitely bounce back. I'll have him in your quaddy. I don't think he wins, but you've got to cover him just in case he gets up. 100%. Um, uh, Empire we'll of Japan, <laughs> I just want to touch on him. Oh, don't give me this shit. This guy is fucking annoying. <laughs> he is. He's gone. $81. Gee, I've got I've got a ticket for him for like $25. So You're a genius. Um, You're a genius. Man. Yeah, geez. Uh, I just think he's 1,400, 1,600 metres. Uh, one of the horses, though, that would not shock me if he wins... I've, geez, if he got up, I'd, I'm happy. I've got a futures tip on him. I've, you know, I'll be able to get that up. But I just think 1200 is not his go. Uh, learning to fly. This is the one that I'm really up and about. At yeah, surrounding. 100. Very special horse. Unbeaten, like we said, can make history by being the fifth horse in the last 30, 40 years to go unbeaten into the slipper. Gee, those winning margins get shorter and shorter every race, but she is just so gutsy. She is so classy. Fourth barra, she gets the opportunity to potentially dictate the race by going forward, or she can take a sit. She can do either. I think she is one of the top chances. $7 is not a price I expected to have for this horse come race day. Um, so if you're getting on learning to fly, I reckon get on now. I don't reckon she'll be $7 come race day. Yeah, good chance. Good chance. Probably my second best chance in the race. Let's go to the next one. Platinum Jubilee, baby. Futures oh, bets yes. all day. $17, yes. $4.80. Although I've got a same price in my futures, $17, I believe I have. Annoying, but is what it is. Yeah. So it might come in race day. Who knows? But this is my tip. I'm going to give it to it. 
come on Platinum Jubilee. Is it the forgotten horse in the race? Has it been completely yes. written off by all the experts? 100%. 100%. It's done not a foot wrong in Nothing any wrong. races. Magic Millions could have won. Everything. Ran really well, but look, Cylinder knocks it off. Great run, and it's now the favourite. How can you put that at $17? Yeah, 0.5 lengths away from Cylinder as well. Yeah. 11, 11, 11th barrier won't worry her. I don't think... I, I don't know what's going on. I think... The only thing that concerns me is it hasn't had a run in the last two weeks. It hasn't run in a month. Yes. Four weeks into the run. That's but the only thing that deters me a little bit as well. I'm not calling Gay Waterhouse stupid. Exactly right. She knows what she's doing. She's a two-year-old queen. She knows what she's doing. And she herself said, I don't know what everyone's talking about. If you've forgotten about Platinum Jubilee, why do you keep asking me about Red Resistance? Yeah, he's our top chance, but have you forgotten I've got two horses in the race? Yeah, 100%. All right, Blanc de Blanc, get me out of here. Uh, I nah. think we'll be close. Won't win though. Nah. Exploring, get away from me. Lazago, get away from me. Steel City, chance. Chance, uh, before the barrier, she was going to be my tip. Genuinely, last week, phenomenal. Deserved to be in this race. Week back up, I actually like it. But um, like I said, rated way better than Shinzo and gets two dollars, two dollars, two kilos lighter than Shinzo. Uh, so she'll be up there. And like you said, with red resistance, I think maybe she just fades that tiny little bit. Yep. I think $4.60, great place bet there. I just don't think she wins from that barrier. I think she'll spend a bit too much petrol. Uh, then Facile, apparently he's pulled up lame, probably uh, won't even race come weekend. And so militarise the uh, emergency when it gets into the field, won't be winning. Um, so you're on Platinum Jubilee. I'm going with learning to fly. So I want you to try and do what... Could possibly be impossible. Trifecta. Yeah. Give me a trifecta. Give me the first three across the line. Platinum Jubilee. Learning to fly and cylinder. That's going to be my top three. Give me the, give me the order because that's mine as well. And we'll yeah. have a different order. That was my order. Oh, in order. So what was it? Platinum Jubilee, learning, learning to, to fly, fly second cylinder. cylinder. Mine is... Switch them with uh, the Quinella. So Mine's learning to fly. Platinum Jubilee to storm home, but just come up short. Uh, and then Cylinder to just be trucking in the run. It's next to learning to fly. It'll be up there. And just, I think it's a very bunched finish this year. I can't see any horse running away with it. Can you? I don't know. Tough race. Who knows? Would you say it's up there with Melbourne Cup when it comes to toughest races of the year to pick? Oh, yeah, 100%. Toughest race to pick. Don't think it's as entertaining. But... It is very, very tough to pick because anyone can win. Oh, 100%. Melbourne Cup is the hardest of the year to pick, but I would say a close second would be Golden Slipper because, you know, anything can genuinely win, just like any two-year-old race. No matter what price they're at, any of these could come out and absolutely win, and you just have to go, yeah, well, that's racing. But, yeah, the advice coming out of it from the mocks is that I think the girls win, learning to fly, or Platinum Jubilee. Don't write off Platinum Jubilee like everyone else seems to. She's done nothing wrong. I reckon $4.80 for a place. Really good price there. Really good price. Yeah, definitely. So, mate, we move on from the tip-off now as we get through the rest of the segments. Uh, around the grounds, you found anything? Yeah, I'm going race six at uh, Mooney Valley Lombardo at $8.50. Second up here should look pretty nice. Um... As well as, I'm going to go, I've changed it actually, just because I've missed it. Sorry, punters, give me one second here. Uh, doomed in race number, where is it? Race number six, Isotope, $2.90. Of course, I was expecting that from you. Uh, Mooney Valley for me, uh, race one. We kick off with Midwest, $2.40. It's gone second, second, second. It's looking for a win. Uh, loves this track. Should bounce to the front and go all the way. Race six, I'm taking you on with Lombardo in the boat. Uh, loves to run first up. Loves to run at this distance. Loves to run at this track. So $4, I'll easily take that. Then Dunk Hell at $5 in race nine. The Alistair Clark Stakes. It's my tip. Actually, you know, it's $5.50, $2 each way. I'm going each way on it now. Um, it's my tip for the Aussie Derby. I think he's going to be... Uh, really good strong run here. It's a massive picket fence of four straight wins. He gets five straight wins here. I think he's a massive chance. I don't know why he's not favourite. Um, and then, yeah, we move to the quaddy. Race seven at Rose Hill. This will be one of the toughest quaddies of the year. Oh, yeah. If we land this, I think it'll pay a bit. Yeah, 100%. So we go Animo and Fangirl on nice race number skinny. seven. 
Race eight, we're going a bit fatter because it is a tough race. Cylinder, learning to fly, red resistance, platinum jubilee, king's gambit, and Don Corleone. Race nine, remark, shades of rose, and uncommon James, a bit skinnier there. Race ten, we've got Sky Command, Zapatero, written beauty, and hypothetical. Fifty dollars gets you thirty-four percent. So hopefully that pays, you know, fifteen hundred bucks, two thousand bucks, and thirty-four percent. It's a nice payout. Uh, all right, mate, we're scrapping Let It Ride because apparently we suck at Let It Ride. Yeah, we suck. Uh, but best bets, we need to bounce back. Oh, I haven't hit one in a couple of weeks. Uh, you went too straight, and then last week, unfortunately, Kalino just didn't really what have the What the fuck kick. happened there? But, um... <laughs> happens, right? My best bet for this week, race number six, doomed in Isotope. Favourite, uh, not the favourite, actually, in this race, I don't think. Oh, no, definitely the favourite. Yeah, $2.90, best of the day. Isotope, give it to me. My best bet, uh, it was Animo, but after looking at that price for Fangirl to place, I don't care if it's, you know, if I'm, ha- it's not who's going to win, it's if you're having one bet in the country this weekend, it is Fangirl to place at $2.30. That's incredible odds. You get more than Animo to win. So my best bet is Fangirl to place at $2.30. I back you. I'll back you. I reckon it's getting it up. So, mate. Apart from that, anything else to touch on before we go? I've got nothing. Good luck to me and my mates in the cricket grand final this yes, weekend. Good luck, boys. Hopefully we can get up. Um, we hate Harris Park. Seven Hills from last week's semi-final. We absolutely destroyed you if any of you are listening. You suck. Um, undefeated all season then losing the semi-final. So grow up, you absolute cowards. Uh, we own you. Greg Hume owns Seven Hills now. <laughs> He owns it. All right, all right. Let's let's get back to the uh, sport and racing. Uh, footy season kicks off this weekend. AFL, we're big on our AFL, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, give us your premiership. Who's who's taking out the flag? Oh this my year? god, I don't know who's winning the premiership. Swans, Swans are winning the comp. Go Swans? Swans. I reckon the Demons. I reckon they'll be too good this year. Um, but yeah, plenty of AFL bets. So make sure to follow us on Dabble to see all of them. And apart from that, like we said, big punting week this week. So make sure to gamble responsibly. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow. Give us a five-star rating. Same if you're on Apple Podcasts. Give us a subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. Uh, We love you for listening every week. So make sure to see us back here next week again. See you, punters. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead.